Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Dustin Five Star. And Maria. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to the Oversell, Oversell Podcast. It is episode 42, and we are talking all things professional wrestling with our friend Dustin Five Star. Stick around. This is the Oversell Podcast. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Oversell Podcast. My name is Derek. I am Mike. And joining us on our Oversell Hotline, which was taking a lot of fun to get set up tonight, uh, but he was patient enough to help hang out with us anyway, Dustin Five Star. Dustin, thanks for coming back, man. Yo, what's up, guys? Thanks it, for having me on. We have got so much in the wrestling world I want to talk to you about, uh, but first, let's uh, start What's 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 happened with you since last time we talked to you. You name it. I mean, a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> we got a bunch of dates coming up. Uh, here recently, we went to every week. We have wrestling every week on Sports 56 WHBQ in Memphis. And, of course, you can get it on the podcast online anywhere in the world. But Cerrito Live had a lot of great guests on throughout the, the uh, throughout the years. And now, finally, we're every week we're talking wrestling, just like the old time when we on Saturday morning wrestling on television, uh, but this time it's only on the it's on the radio. The good old days. Yeah, that going on, and you know, back in the ring. Yeah. Um, well, you recently yeah, won a heavyweight championship, didn't you? Yeah, of course. Anywhere, everywhere I go. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you wrestled yeah, up there man, in we SPWA, were, right? Yeah, SPWA out in Raymer, Tennessee. Um, we went in uh, last week, and then. Um, it was it was really weird. I guess Corey Daniels. You guys had Corey Daniels on you not too long ago, I believe, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. I showed up and they were like, "Hey, he left." <laughs> Interesting little story, and I was like, "Wow, okay." So Maria and I, we had to uh, we wrestled Chris Styles. I thought they were just going to hand the title over to me since Corey wasn't there. Um, anyway, I had a had a good match with Chris Styles and ended up victorious there and took the SPWA Heavyweight Championship on local Memphis Live on. Uh, local 24 in Memphis, which I've been doing that, uh, you know, every month they give me about four or five days and um, get to go on the news. Like, who, who would have thought that I would ever be on the news co-hosting with Amy Sprockwitz? How cool is that? That's very cool. How did that so come it's about? good for wrestling. Anytime you can get the word out about wrestling, especially in Memphis, you know, trying to keep independent wrestling alive because, um, I mean, that, that's, where, that's where it all started, right here in Memphis. I mean, big WWE boom and I'm just glad to be a part of it, you know? Yeah. How did the local Memphis come about? You know, that's a funny little thing. I, you know, I'm not real sure. Uh, it was actually bodybuilding, I believe. Because, you know, they had me on some of the Fitness Fridays, and uh, I was going into probably the Tennessee State or something like that and had some shows. Actually, I think it was the Knox Classic last year. Um, I placed second there. Awesome. So I went on uh, the Friday leading up to the show. The show was on Saturday. So no pressure, right? I'm on a local television show talking about, you know, competing and uh, having to come back on to see how I placed and all that kind of stuff. No pressure. No. Um, <laughs> but anyway, from that, they actually, I did a couple of spots with the you know Fitness Friday and um, – uh, they had a spot open and said, hey, you want to come and co-host? So they called me and Maria and uh, gave us a couple of dates on that. And, man, I'm telling you, I was like a kid in a candy store. You talk about bucket list things. That is that is so much fun. <laughs> Everything from the teleprompter to have a little thing in your ear. Um, it kind of started out that way. I, I guess they liked it, and they had us back. And um, now I don't even have an earpiece. I don't have to read a teleprompter. I'm just kind of there with Amy and she's doing the news and I'm throwing in my two cents here and there and plugs and stuff like that. So it's a lot of fun. I enjoy it a lot. Very cool. Very cool. Um, 
you you also you said you said place second. Was that the show in Nashville you went up to do? Well, the the one in Nashville was in November. Right. Um, and the yeah, I placed third in that one, and um, I qualified nationally. So this year I can do a national show, which if I win the national show or if I place high enough, then I can become a pro, a men's physique pro. You know, and the goal really was never to become a pro. Um, despite what people think, you know, just because you're you're a pro bodybuilder, that doesn't mean that you're making the big money. It's kind of like WWE. You have about that 1% of people that are actually making the big money. Um, but it would be cool, and it is on the bucket list to say that I won a national championship. So that's, that's what's kind of important there. And then with my sponsor, USP Labs, um, of course, it helps that. And then also it helps me stay in, in great ring shape for when I have to take my shirt off and get in the ring. So, um, yeah, I placed third in that one. That was in Nashville. So the national shows, they happen in Pittsburgh, Chicago, um, Charleston, which my buddy Stan Lee, he lives in Charleston now, so I can go to the beach, hang out with him, and then compete in a show. That would be kind of fun if I did that this year. But um, I think they have them in Vegas and Miami, so I just kind of pick a place on the map and say, hey, let's go, you know, rain for it. Well, this this kind of goes into one of the questions um... – our friend Fred asked on Twitter, and he just Fred. yeah, your our buddy Fred. I got to see you guys out yeah. at um, NXT, which we're gonna get to here a little bit. But um, he asked tips on how one can motivate themselves to start a daily fitness regimen. Well, there's two things. I saw that on Twitter. There's two things, Fred. Okay, so number one for me, guys like me, is get naked and look in the mirror. That's me. That's enough motivation for me. I, I want to look good naked. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the whole point, isn't it? And then there's there's the other side where it's, it's your health, you know, the health benefits. And, you know, um, I don't know, man. Have you guys saw, seen the show on A&E? It's Fat to Fit or it's Fit to Fat to Fit is the name of the show. Have you seen that? I, I've heard of it. I actually it. saw it on it. my um, guide the other day, but I didn't get a chance to watch it. Oh, it is amazing. So you got these trainers and uh, they find somebody that they want to help. And depending on, you know, how overweight that person is, they'll say, hey, I'm going to gain 50, 60, 70 pounds. I'm going to stop working out. I'm just going to eat, gain that weight, and then you and I are going to work out together, and we're going to lose it together. It is an incredible show. Wow. They're actually casting right now, and Maria sent me the link and said, hey, we might want to check, check this out. No way, man. I would not <laughs> want to do it. But, man, it's a great show, but – it gives you a real good insight on blood work and um, just how dangerous it is, how dangerous it, dangerous it is if you get, you know, enough overweight. I mean, obviously there's health problems there. So that's my two things is looking in the mirror and, and just seeing what you see and see what you look like. And if you want to change it, that that's me. And then the health benefits is if you're, you, you know, if you're sick because of your weight, you got to change it, especially if you have kids and family and everything else, mm-hmm. you definitely want to live as long as you can. Those are my those are my two things is is your health and then also the way you look, um, and I'm probably one of the most self conscious guys out there, believe it or not. You know, in the ring I'm all cocky and ego and all that kind of stuff, but before I take my shirt off and, and get in the ring or get in front of a lot of people, you know, there's a certain expectation that I think the fans have, and there's a certain expectation that I have of myself to keep myself in good shape. I mean, heck, I won two Mr. Tennessee titles. I can't get in the ring looking looking bad, you know. Right. That's kind of what separates me. One of the things that separates me from everybody else. But I enjoy it. I really do love it. If I don't hit the gym, I feel like there's something missing out of my day. Isn't that crazy? No, no. I mean, if you if you have something that's that, I'd love to have that sort of dedication to anything right now. But I just can't find it now. How does this translate into? Uh, injuries and wrestling. Do you think, you know, since you're in such great shape, that helps you avoid minor injuries or anything like that? Well, I get minor injuries all the time. Um, You know, I don't wrestle quite as much as I used to, although March, February and March, the calendar is jam-packed. And really what happens is a tweak an elbow or, you know, of course, lower back is always a thing in in the wrestling business. And Mm -hmm. then I I have some problems with my neck, and I'm sure that that's going to haunt me you know down the line when I get older but taking the bumps in the ring it affects me getting into the gym because I can't maybe can't lift as much or 
you know, if your elbows are sore, you don't want to, you don't want to lift. So you might have to take a couple of days off and just do cardio only. Mm-hmm. But I think they help each other really because, you know, the wear and tear that you do in the gym, it kind of gets you ready for the ring, but they're two totally different things. Like right. you can go run six miles like it's nothing. Uh, but when you get in the ring, that's a whole different kind of cardio. So, you know, just kind of juggling the two, you try to be safe to where, you know, you don't get too hurt to where you, it keeps you out of the gym. Deal. Um, let's a uh, lot of wrestling in Memphis last week. It was just so much going on. What all shows? I know you went to NXT because I got to talk to you there. But did you get to go yeah. to SmackDown too? I did not go to SmackDown. You know, I, I was I said on Cerrito Live last week. I, I'm ashamed that I forgot to even Tebow it. <laughs> I just I just haven't been a SmackDown fan over the last couple of years, and I can't get back into it. And I know that Jericho and AJ. They're wrestling, but if that's the only match I want to see, I can always look at that online. Right, right. And, you know, Vince, he had an interview recently talking about how the ratings don't matter as much. You know, the, the live stuff is, is what, what really matters to them because they do it better than anybody else in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's so many different ways to consume your television now. That's I mean, we could watch it on, online, WWE Network. You can watch it on your phone, um, what Hulu. There's all sorts of different ways. So the ratings aren't as important as before, and just like – it's like on demand. I can Google and find AJ Styles versus Chris Jericho and, and just watch that part of the show. But yeah, the NXT was awesome. Oh man, that you were was, there, man. It was oh, it was, was really good. That was so much fun. I've got I took a lot of notes and I mean that there was there was a match that was just kind of average, but every other match on that card was just badass. Yeah, I'm sad I missed it. What's the average match you think? Uh, that would be I've got it up. Uh, uh, Billy Kay versus Alexa Bliss. Yeah, yeah. It seemed like that they, um, I think they were relatively new. Am I right on that? Billy Kay is. Alexa Bliss has been around in NXT for a bit. Yeah, no, I wouldn't say it was a bad match. It no, no, just, no, no. It's just, you know. You could tell Billy Kay is still kind of green. Um, the notes I had on right. that match actually were, uh, let's see, uh, um, Billy Kay. Wow. <laughs> That was it. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> that's it. She came, that's the notes. That's that's the, that. I mean, uh, Alexa Bliss got the win, um, but she had this like weird kind of like stripper entrance or something like that. And... Yeah, yeah. Okay. Maria was nudging me, saying, eh, "That's a little much," you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's exactly what yeah. I thought too. I said, "Hey, I didn't notice." What are you talking about? <laughs> um, I think my favorite match. I can't really say I had a favorite because they're all so great, but. I mean, Asuka Emma was good. Uh, it was. That was very good. I, and you know what? Emma's work is getting kind of lost in, um, you know, who who she was working against. But uh, I like Emma's work, too. I, I do. I do. I, you know, it sucks. Asuka that was really good. Asuka could go on the main roster right now and be part of the next Divas Revolution. Yep. And she's different. There's nobody that looks like her, nobody that works like her. She's, you know, I just thought that she was something different. I mean, and she's so smooth in her transition tr- transitions to me. Whenever she was, yeah, and she she connects well with the people too, for that's sure. Right. That's right. Uh, after that was Alphas versus Blake and Murphy, and dude, I could watch Chad Gable wrestle every day of the week. Yeah, I love watching Chad Gable wrestle. Kevin and I were standing there together, and we were kind of talking over, and um, he he thought that they looked just like '80s wrestlers with the singlets and everything, and I kind of agree with that. I, I see uh, Jason Jordan's going to break out on his own. And I know a lot of people like Chad Gable. He's going to have a real uphill battle just because of the size. Right, right. But, man, Jordan is a big guy. He moves well. I think Jordan was actually there for a tryout when I was in FCW in developmental. Mm-hmm. And um, we all thought that he worked just like Kurt Angle. I mean, the way that he picked – and he had no wrestling experience. He just – the way he moved in the ring was great. And I think they told him to go back and finish college and then that they would sign him. And then here he is today. And And – that Kurt Angle reference, that was way before he, you know, was doing the ankle lock, and mm-hmm. he, he actually had a lot of Kurt Angle spots in that match, if you noticed. Yes, yes, yeah. It so. Just and and I love watching uh, Blake and Murphy just for the heat they get. They they can rile up a crowd pretty good. Um, the Alphas got the win. It was just just great tag team wrestling. After that, that was Alexa Bliss versus Billy Cage, and I'll say it again, um, Billy Kay. Wow. Wow, that's it. That, huh? That's 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 my main note on that match. <laughs> After that, Samoa Joe and Sami Zayn, or Sami Zayn, excuse me. Um, th- this is where 
I think we uh, we won over NXT in Memphis as a crowd because we were doing the ole 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 chance. Right. Uh, yes. Joe is going to kill you. I think we, uh, this crowd was extremely hot, and it was throughout the entire show yes. too. But man, watching Samoa Joe and Sami Zayn work, Sami Zayn, I, I, it, it, it was just incredible. What do you think? Well, the um, I thought that was the match of the night. Actually, I, I think that that probably should have been the main event. To be honest with you, yeah. and you know, uh, the people love Sami Zayn. They know Sami Zayn from working on Raw against John Cena, and of course, they know Samoa Joe from all the other stuff he did. I can't wait till Joe gets moved up to the main roster. Yep, oh, yeah. he was really good, and I was really surprised that Joe beat him with a submission move too. Mm-hmm. That just made Joe really strong. It gave. You know, Sami Zayn even got up afterwards and got a huge ovation from the crowd, even after he lost. Right, and I love you know, it I love, was really good. I love Joe going to shake his hand and then pulling his hand away right yes. there at the last minute. I mean, it's just best way to get some cheap heat, and he left with some good heat on. Big time heat, and I, yeah, that was one good. of my notes. Match of the night by far. Uh, right after that, Tomasa and uh, Gargano versus Dawson Wilder, and I've seen it before, and I or I've seen it on mm-hmm. social media. It was an all right match. But Dawson and Wilder, you know, they they remind me of a young um, Brain Busters. Yeah, they do. I think they're – I don't see them transitioning well to the main roster, to be honest with you. And the thing that I thought is all of them look like tag team partners. They all wore basically the same colors, all had trunks on. Um, unless you watched NXT and you were familiar with all the guys, which I promise you most of the crowd probably was not familiar with everybody on the show – you wouldn't know who was tag team partners with who, to be honest. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I just think that they were probably a little too old school. And for them to have the tag team titles, I think they have some other some other tag teams that would probably work better with those those championships. Nothing against their work or anything. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. good match. They had great spots and all that kind of stuff. I just looked at it like they all look like they could be tag team partners together. Yeah. And the fact, and I think it's weird that, um, uh, Enzo and Cass aren't more involved with the tag team picture down there in NXT because that's their best tag I, team. Yeah, I think, though, that we know that those guys have bigger plans. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the Road Dog and Billy Gunn, oh, you didn't know? You know, they're going to have a – they're going to get over like that because of how you doing and the whole promo that they do when they come to the ring. And, you know, the people were chanting it all night long, and we didn't get them. Yep. So that was that, that was, says a lot. Uh, after that was Bailey and Nia Jax. Bailey is so over. It's so it's it's incredible. People just she is yeah. And and, and did you? There's this one dude there who had a Bailey shirt on and a Bailey headband, and he got to hug Bailey. And I think it was probably the defining moment of his life. Was it you? It was not me. <laughs> okay. I was I was I was in the cool Balor shirt. Um, <laughs> but man, it, it and I thought. You know, Nia Jax, I think I like her as a heel, as just a big, bruising, dominant, unstoppable heel. I mean, every good good guy or face has to have a natural heel, and I think that's Nia Jax. I think that she's going to take Tamina's place. I think Tamina, they tried to get over for a long time, and she's just not – I don't know what it is. It just seems like um, she's not the bruiser that they kind of wanted her to be, I don't think. And – Nia Jax probably is. And uh, if you saw on The Rock's Instagram, he's he's pushing her. Yeah. You know, they have they're related and um that that might be the next monster like, you know, Kong didn't quite work right. out in WWE right. at all. So they need that monster, that bruiser that was there. You know, and I read a stat here not too long ago. Did you know that China only lost one match to a woman in her entire stint with WWE? Yeah, it was Ivory, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Ivory. I saw yeah. that the other day, and I was like, "Wow, you know that that's pretty that's pretty strong, man, and that's solid." I'm telling you, I'm getting ready for trivia yeah. mania with questions like that. <laughs> oh, you bring it, bro! <laughs> trivia mania is going to be off the hook. I can't wait. It's, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, it will for sure. Uh, but man, the whole crowd was going nuts when Bailey was doing her hug the crowd thing, right? And, that son of yeah. a gun, Chris Vernon, got to hug her, and I didn't. That really Ooh. ticks me off. <laughs> Chris Vernon? Yeah, I'm, I'm not a Vernon guy. I'll just say it like that. Um, yeah, and, Vernon's all right. Yeah. I'm going to beat Roser up, though. I hope he's listening. Good. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, maybe, hey, tweet at him when, you, when we get done. And, <laughs> uh, after that was the main event, and it was Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin. 
and Baron Corbin, the two notes I had on this match, Corbin comes off as a, as just a natural heel. There's no reason to like the guy. Right. And right. Ba- Balor's entrance is one of is the best entrance ever. Next to Dustin, five uh, stars. <laughs> my my se- my seven year old yeah my seven year old was disappointed he didn't he didn't have the makeup on all the face paint and stuff yeah but I think Balor I always look at it like how are these guys going to transition into the main roster because look at Tyler Breeze yeah not so well right right Vince gave up on him quick and so how is Finn Balor going to be different you know is he going to do the face paint every time are they going to give him all that television time for that entrance every single time. I don't think so. I mean, they're going to have to do something a little bit different. I think it'll be a big um, If they bring him up, he'll, you only see the makeup at big four. Yeah. Yeah, I can see yeah. that. Um, I'm just anxious to see what they're going to do with him. And then he was the only one that had any mic time all night long. Right. Which he, he, he did a little rendition of Elvis. Did you hear what? He, no, he he sang Wrestling in Memphis to the tune of oh, Walking that's right, in that's Memphis. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Oh, but okay. he, he made reference to Elvis. When um, it kind of seemed like he was making reference to Elvis about singing and yep. that kind of thing, and then yeah, then he did the wrestling in Memphis, right? Yeah, yeah, and it, it and the crowd went nuts when he was singing that song. And overall, it's such a great show. I got my little program. I bought a program from it. I bought a Balor shirt. I mean, it's just, it, and I think we they really liked the Memphis crowd because we 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 were hot all night, and we had you know the, there's always those guys at the wrestling show that get a little too much to drink and they start just screaming <laughs> random stuff, but. Yeah, you're gonna have that regardless. Yeah. But other than that, I thought the crowd was hot. You know, we we were just staying with the chance that you hear down in old NXT down in Orlando. It's just a fun show. I had a really great time. Got to sit around and talk to Kevin Cerrito, Dustin and Maria. Got to talk to Fred. I mean, uh, Dustin, you carry around a good stable yeah. guys with you. Yeah, yeah. Fred, uh, Dreadhead Kev was there. My uh, trivia buddy uh, Christopher, he was there. There was a lot of five star fans there too. We met a lot of cool people. I found out too. Um, that NXT has actually signed on for three years at Mainwood Hall, so we'll definitely get them back. Nice. We don't have to worry about that. Um, oh, do you think was there any other news that came out of that? No. Uh, you know, the next night, of course, when they go to Nashville, Finn Balor gets hurt because that's you know what happens. Oh, yeah. after. I saw that. I'm yeah, that stinks. But that also led to but, Bailey doing Balor's entrance, which that video is one of the greatest things I think I've ever seen. <laughs> did you see that? Right. I, I did that. not see that. Yeah, no. Bailey did Balor's entrance because he was hurt and he was in the ring on crutches, and she came out in the Balor club jacket and was and did it verbatim, throwing the hands up yeah, the right awesome. spot. It was it was so cool. Let's that uh, is fun. some other big news. Uh, before we get to the biggest news, let's talk a little bit. What do you, Dustin? What do you think about what the WWE did with Titus O'Neil? I don't know, man. I think there's got to be more to that story than that. I mean, definitely. You, I, well, I saw it live. I thought that he kind of tripped Vince is what I thought, like pulling a rib on him and tripped him. Um, and I thought it was kind of funny, and I thought it was really ballsy and mm-hmm. uh, very brave that Titus did that. But I know Titus. Me and him were traveling buddies when we were in FCW. Hmm. And I think that was because, um, you know, we were a little bit older. I was, what, 27, 28. Some of the other guys are 23, 24, something like that. And so, you know, we were a little more business. We'd go straight to the show and then go straight back, you know, that kind of thing. And we always got along and we were real respectful and everything. And I actually texted him afterwards. I won't say exactly what, um, you know, our personal conversation was, but he's he's fine. Mm-hmm. He's cool. Good. Looks like it's not 90 days. It's going to be 60 days. Um, yeah, I think there's so probably an overreaction on Vince's part. But then, man, you're really brave if you're going to grab Vince and you're going to mess with him, you know. Uh, especially in a situation like that. But it wasn't on live TV. It was on WWE Network. They were right. already off yeah. the air. And, uh, so, and the, there's several know. stories going around, like maybe he grabbed him because Ste- he, you know, Steph should have walked to the back first or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's or, what I was reading here. He, blah, uh, blah, blah. It, he apparently explained to management that grabbing Vince's arm was the gesture to indicate ladies first. So Stephanie could exit the stage first, and it was meant to be done in a playful manner. I think everybody's looking way too much yeah. into it. The bottom line is that they probably felt that it was unprofessional, that the cameras were still on. I remember back in the day when they were doing a big pull-apart in Memphis television, and uh, Lawler was actually in the back. Jerry Lawler was in the back watching it. And a couple of the referees were kind of pinching each other and you know, just kind of goofing, but it was hidden. Nobody would really see it. Mm-hmm. And since Lawler is in the business, obviously, he saw it. And when it came back, he's like, what, what are you guys doing? 
goofing off in, in a you know a serious spot that we're doing on TV and we're trying to draw money. And you guys are goofing off. I think it was kind of like one of those things that he was. They felt like he was goofing off and he got in trouble for it. I mean, he got got suspended. Uh, did you see Batista's tweet? Yeah, that he had told yeah. him he should ask for his release. Now, that's a little too much. I mean, come on, you don't want to quit WWE because they suspended you for being unprofessional. I think that everybody's blowing this way out of proportion. Yeah. If you notice, Titus is still doing his appearances. He's still, I think he just did a thing for what, um, Animal Planet or, or some, some TV station. I mean, he's fine. Yeah. He'll come back, you know. I, I, I don't know. I didn't like the fact that Adam Rose beat him. <laughs> he was undefeated for how many months, and then <laughs> Adam Rose beat him. I mean, social so, outcast for life. <laughs> I mean, those guys are funny. They are bringing Maria is actually a fan of um, the one man rock band. She thinks he's funny. Heath Slater. Yeah, he's 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 he, I'm, he was there when I was there, and I'll tell you, he put on the best matches week in and week out before he was called up. I mean, he really earned that spot. Mm-hmm. And then another little inside story is, if you notice, when Brett came back and Brett was wrestling a little bit uh, against Nexus, he only worked with Heath Slater. Hmm. So all the bumps and all the punches and all that kind of stuff was with Heath. And that's because he respected Heath's work and he trusted him. You know, and um, that says a whole lot. And the guys are apparently getting over. They got some T-shirts and getting some TV time. That's right. That is right. Uh, that's what it's about. Yeah. And the, let's get to the biggest news, the biggest elephant in the room. Um, we got to see Daniel Bryan's retirement speech this week. Um, I will admit I was chopping onions <laughs> while watching this speech, um, and a lot of tears are coming up, but it was only because I was chopping onions at 10 o'clock at night. Right. Like, like uh, most okay. men do. Yeah, you know, hey, you need you got to have your onions. Got to be ready for the next day. That's right. That's right. Because I was having an onion salad. Apparently, there's a whole lot more to that story than what we all knew and what Daniel Bryan was telling everybody. Because now the word is out that he's had seizures, and we all thought it was his neck, but it ended up being all these concussions. And man, um, yeah, I, I can't he... believe that he fought it so long, mm-hmm. especially if there were seizures involved in things. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, did you ever? So when he was here in Memphis, did you ever get to meet him? I did meet him. Um, now we didn't, not not a whole whole lot when he was here in Memphis. But of course, I followed his career. And, you know, the American American Dragon. He had the mask on and all that kind of stuff. And he was known for coming out of uh, Shawn Michaels' camp. I think he was one of the first graduates. That whole group came out and they all got signed. Mm-hmm. And then um, I actually ran into him when I was just going into developmental at WWE. He was actually on his way out, uh, going up to the main roster. And so I was able to uh, be on a couple of shows with him and kind of talk to him about Memphis and everything. And um, one of the funny things is um, his last night there, they got him this big, huge cake and kind of a going away cake. And it was, it was a huge penis cake (laughs) and it was so funny. So, and it's this huge, huge cake. It had to be two feet long or three feet long and just penis on it. And all the boys are eating out of this cake. And he actually took it to the car with him. And we reminisced about uh, Chris Rocker. He remembered Rocker and working with Rocker. And, of course, mm-hmm. Derek. He wrestled with Derek a whole lot. Mm-hmm. But uh, we kind of caught up about Memphis and all that stuff right before he went up. And then shortly after, uh, there was a big buzz about him getting fired. And if, was, it, was it real? Was it fake? Not even the coaches at FCW, you know, Dr. Tom and Norman Smiley and Steve Kern, those guys, they didn't know even know if it was a shoot or if it was a work or what. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, looking back, I think it probably was a work because he ended up coming back at SummerSlam and he was in the main event. I mean, right. how did that happen? But um, regardless, yeah, we, we caught up about old Memphis stuff. And, um, you know, you mentioned Chris Vernon earlier. He he actually had Daniel Bryan on. Yep. I think it was before the Fastlane pay-per-view. Yes, and they talked was. a lot yep. about wrestling at fairgrounds and wrestling in parking lots and things like that. Hey, at wrestling at old the old Liberty Land. Yeah, yeah, old Liberty Land in the fairgrounds. When he was wrestling, running around, and my favorite part of that whole thing was uh, tattoos in Liberty Land. Kids shouldn't be getting tattoos. You hear that guy go, they're only temporary. <laughs> oh, right, that's, right. that's okay. <laughs> but, man, Daniel. I, that was back in the days where you had Memphis Championship Wrestling versus Power Pro Wrestling, and they uh, flip-flop back and forth with the developmental deal. Mm-hmm. And I was just getting started at that time. Um, 
I remember that when it it flipped one time from Memphis Championship Wrestling to Power Pro, and I got a I got a text message from Derek King like at three o'clock in the morning. He said, "Are you going to TV tomorrow?" And I wasn't even on TV. I would go set up the ring and just wait for an opportunity, you know. Mm-hmm. And he said, uh, "You might want to be there." And I said, "I don't know, man. They never do anything with me when I'm there." And he goes, "Trust me, you want to be there." Mm-hmm. And sure enough, I showed up that morning, and Brandon Baxter pulled me and Jet Logan to the side and said, "Hey guys, it's a new ball game now. There's some spots. You guys work for them." And then you know we started doing a little bit more, but man, that was a really fun time in Memphis. Man, you had developmental flip flopping back and forth. You had two shows on Memphis television. Mm-hmm. Those were the... now we can't even get one. Yeah, I know, man. <laughs> it, that was one of the things. If I would have won the Powerball, I was going to somehow. <laughs> buy some TV time and bring back local Memphis wrestling on TV, but I didn't win. So. There's no doubt in my mind that the ratings would be there. I mean, you have the Grizzlies, they do a wrestling night. Yep. The Redbirds have done wrestling night. Mm-hmm. Uh, the local hockey team has done wrestling night. I mean, it, it Coliseum Coalition, they do it in the parking lot of Mid-South Coliseum and have thousands of people out there. We talk about it on the local news. I mean, it, on the radio. And Memphis, I mean, Memphis wrestling is definitely draw. And Memphis wrestling is still alive, you know. It, yeah, absolutely. There's small companies. There's MEW. There's SGWA in South Haven. I think there's a Wildfire. Memphis Wildfire. There's SPWA out in Raymer, which is about what 45 minutes an hour away from Memphis. Yeah, they get they pick up the radio out there. I mean, all the stuff that we do. They saw local Memphis live this week. They listened to Cerrito live out there. So everything that we talk about, they hear. You know, the, mm-hmm. it, everything is so close. Even if it's not in Memphis, if it's Bram or if it's in Newburn, mm-hmm. um, if it's in Amory, Mississippi, where OWO is, you know, mm-hmm. all those places, they, they see this. They hear this. It all means something. Mm-hmm. Just don't have a TV. Yeah, that just that's the one thing we're lacking up here. I actually um, was uh, goofing off, and I was trying to get something on Amazon on my Apple TV, and I got it to work, and then... I was like, well, now that it works, I'm going to watch Memphis Heat again. And I made my <laughs> wife sit down and watch it, and I don't think she was too happy about it, but I was. And but that that's I'm glad you mentioned that yeah, they're that's... they're doing a re-release yeah, of Memphis Heat at the uh, Malco Paradiso on Poplar Avenue, and it's on March the 24th. I think it's seven o'clock bell time. But uh, Maria and myself will be out there, and I imagine that um, you know a lot of the local, you know, Bill Dundee and Jerry Lawler and all those guys. I'm, I imagine that they'll be a part of that too, but. Can you believe it's been five years since they released that? No, and I can remember going. I went. I saw that. Where does it? Where was it? Did it play last time? It was. Uh, was that the small Malco? In like the Ridgeway? No, Playhouse mm-hmm. on the Square. Oh, was it that one? It was, there's yeah, it was in Midtown. I don't. That sounds about right. I don't remember, but man, just seeing the the the, the rotating statue and wrestling <laughs> come on the screen. Yes. And, uh, there, a part of my heart sang out, and we I saw it with a buddy of mine that was from California. And he didn't understand what it was. He's like, that is one of the, you know, craziest statues ever. And I was like, you shut your mouth. That's, that's heritage right there. And, you know, and it's, tradition. And, 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 you know, it's, it's going to be, when you re, when you watch it again, it's going to be kind of a bummer in it because of some of the guys that do a lot of talking throughout the movie. Yeah, they, they, well, and they passed away, you know, yeah. Buddy Wayne passed away. And Big Jack. Big Jack Eaton, he's yeah. passed away. I mean. So it, yeah, so that 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 documentary is going to mean more and more as time goes on. That's right. And as more things happen, you know. Well, what do you, you, now? You have a big interview coming up on Cerrito Live this week. Yes. So yeah, that's awesome. I'm really looking forward to it, and I'm really happy that I was able to kind of plug in on local Memphis Live the other day. And you know, Amy's such a big wrestling fan. Um, she was tweeting about SmackDown and all that kind of stuff. So I was like, I'm going to bring the bring the championship. She'll love that. And she was really surprised at how heavy it was. But mm-hmm. um, every time I'm on there, it's really cool because she she likes wrestling. And um, yeah, but uh, WWE Hall of Famer, handsome Jimmy Valley, and he's going to come on the program. And if you notice, he joined Twitter. Yeah, man. He he got like <laughs> two thousand followers in a day or something like that. It seemed he's a, he's a ha- I think. Once people find out that, that he's on, I mean, they're gonna they gotta follow him. Hashtag Ask Boogie. That's one of my favorite things ever. Well, you want to hear it, don't you? Oh yeah, you do it. Go ahead. Let me hear it. I know you. you just so people know, you tweeted to me that uh, I can't wait to hear your handsome Jimmy Valiant impression. So mercy, Daddy. <laughs> let me hear. It. Mercy, Daddy. We're down here in Memphis, Tennessee, baby. I'm from New York City. My grandmother is right here in Memphis, Tennessee, baby. Mercy, Daddy. 
<laughs> we hear that every week. <laughs> I got to. I, I, my dad was doing some wrestling stuff up near Jonesboro, um, and Handsome Jimmy. I was. I end up becoming a ref in a match, and Handsome Jimmy was uh, oh my in the match, and like it took all of my concentration just to not stop and stare. And handsome. Or laugh. Some of the stuff. Well, it was he got he did the spot. Where he was wrestling a guy named Dirty Little Dave. And I know Dirty Little Dave. And uh, <laughs> this was when he was with New Breed, I think. And but they did a spot where Handsome Jimmy grabbed his nose. And I said, you know, you got to stop, Jimmy. One, two, three, and I slapped his hand. And then Dirty Dave, you know, got to sell the yeah. drop of the nose spot. And that's something that I got to say. I got to do. I got to meet. Handsome that Jimmy. is hilarious. Well, my run-in with Handsome Jimmy was just a couple years ago with Wildfire, and um, brought him out. Like me and Maria were going to do a big interview on the Five Star Showcase, and he got a huge ovation. And then all of a sudden, it was like, "How does it feel to be standing in the ring with a power couple?" And he's like, "Looks at me like, who?" <laughs> <laughs> and it ended up, uh, it ended up at Handsome Jimbo planting a big old kiss right on Maria's lips. Oh no. I was none too pleased, and so I had to beat up Handsome Jimmy and left lane. And I will forever be grateful that Handsome Jimmy did that spot because there was no comeback, there was no fire up at the end, nobody made the saves. He he let me beat him down and left him laying. And there are a ton of guys out there that that would not do that. And he's all about business. And man, my hats off to him. And I'm glad he's coming on the show because if you've ever heard him. Cut promo on Memphis Wrestling. He does the same thing when he does radio spots. Mm-hmm. And have mercy, Daddy, he's going to be on fire. His energy level is second to and none. Yeah, he is. For... But when you meet him backstage, he's calm, cool, collected. And as soon as that music hits and he gets through that curtain, he is on fire. So I'm really excited. Uh, you know, he had a long career here in Memphis working with Kingfish and then ended up in the WWE Hall of Fame. So this Saturday on Sports 56 WHBQ at 12 o'clock. So that's 12 o'clock Central. Handsome Jimmy's going to call in. He'll actually be on the road. I'm not sure who he's going to be with. That's always interesting because, uh, you know, he travels with Bill Dundee and um, some of the old old school Memphis wrestling guys. And, uh, um, you know, he's still very active. So yeah. it would be interesting to talk to him, see what's going on. But that's coming up on Saturday. But uh, coming up uh, in the next couple of weeks, you know, Grizzlies have at FedEx Forum, they're going to do wrestling night again. And this year they're giving away Lucha Libre masks. So it'll be some sort of Grizzlies-related Lucha mask. Last year they did the championship belt. But on Cerrito Live, we're going to talk to Jason Potter, who is over all the production and uh, the game op events. So we'll be able to ask him first and foremost before the event ever happens, what do you have planned? What are we going to see? Because last year we got Ric Flair, Jerry Lawler. I mean, they had it decked out man it was awesome and then of course we have uh, former wwe creative writer and goal time he's joined the program many times he's going to come on before wrestlemania and kind of give us his take on what we're going to see and then right before wrestlemania we're going to have somebody who actually headlined wrestlemania any guesses chris jericho <laughs> oh man i wish I guess jericho, i'm a huge jericho holic Somebody actually, else he, he is was a manager. Me. He's a manager. What was that? Jimmy Hart. No, 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 no. New school. New school. New school manager that's main evented. Hmm. Championship hey. match. I'll just tell you. Heyman. Alberto Del Rio. You're gonna have Ricardo Rodriguez Ricardo on. Rodriguez. Oh. He's gonna be on. Yeah, he's a good friend of mine. Oh, cool. And then of course we always have Derek King on from time to time, so he'll be on there too. So we have a huge. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Up on you, you, you said his name wrong. Who's that? Derek King. You said his name wrong. You forgot the middle part. Oh gosh. <laughs> By God, greater than great. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, no, no. What so, yeah, it, we got a huge lineup coming up on Cerrito Live, and that thing's kind of taken off. I mean, we've had everybody from Bret Hart to Big Papa Pump. He's been on um, Coco Beware. You know, lots of WWE Hall of Famers, and um, I can't wait to talk to uh, Handsome Jimmy on Saturday. It's gonna be fun. Speaking of Hall of Fame, what is it gonna take to get Andy Kaufman in the Hall of Fame? It'll happen. I think it'll happen. I mean, he's one of the first celebrities to really be involved in professional wrestling. Involved in um, a gimmick, yeah. 
I've, I've said yeah, it on I mean, here many times. <laughs> many, many times. I, I'm, that. I'm waiting on Lance Russell. When's Lance Russell going to get yeah, in? And you know what ticks me off about that? Jerry Lawler, when he was going to go into the Hall of Fame, he asked that Lance Russell bring him in. Him, yeah. And Kevin Dunn's like, yeah. no one would know who that is. <laughs> but I had to do yeah. my Jim Cornette, Kevin Dunn thing, and that really ticked me That's off. That's why we need a camera on this show sometimes. <sighs> Well, I mean, I've been able to meet Lance, and we've become friends over the years, and he's he's been on Cerrito Live, too. Um, and then, you know, I actually did a, a heel promo with Lance on Bill Dundee's show at one point mm-hmm. and um, was able to, you know, call him Banana Nose and all that kind of stuff. It was a, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> did you make a Baxter who suit? Wouldn't wanna, who wouldn't want to heel on Lance Russell and call him Banana Nose? Nah, you know? I saw it many times growing up as, you know, highlight of – that's what I loved about NXT so much. It kind of reminded me of um, those old school Memphis shows. The only thing that was missing was just the uh, commentators tabled to the ring. Whenever they wanted to come out and cut a promo, Lance Russell had to walk yeah. around the desk right. and then interview the guy. And you know, you had to ring the bell to make the save. I miss that with wrestling shows, especially with this yeah. commentary team well, on Raw. Well, they they had that at FCW. Um, you'd have Doctor Tom Pritchard sitting at the uh, sitting at the table mm-hmm. with the bell. Right there at ringside, and then that way, I guess he could give cues, right. go home cues. <laughs> <laughs> well, what else so, you got going on, man? I know you got probably. All right, got... man. I got some dates before I go. So February twentieth, because I'm not I'm not on the road this weekend because it's Valentine's Day. I got to take my Maria out good, good, for Valentine's good, Day good, so good. I can stay out of the doghouse. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. <laughs> good yes, form. Sir. Good yes, form. Sir. Right, but then on February twentieth, we're back at SPWA in Raymer, Tennessee going to be defending the SPWA Heavyweight Championship. And then on February 22nd and also the 24th, I'll be back on Local Memphis 5 on Local 24. Um, hopefully I'll still have that championship with me and showing it off, you know. And then March 11th uh, has wrestling night at FedEx Forum. As far as I know, right now I am scheduled to um, to wrestle in the pregame just like before. And last time I was able to join ESPN Radio during the game and talk with Eric Castletine on there. So there's no telling what's going to be playing on that, but I'll be there March 11th. But also I want to mention that on March 11th in Ripley, Mississippi, there's going to be a huge show with handsome Jimmy Valiant. I think superstar Bill Dundee, Rodney Mack from his old WWE days. It's a loaded card. Action Jackson. And you got some of the guys from WWE, from old school Memphis and then new school Memphis. They're all going to be there in Ripley, Mississippi on March 11th. But then I'll be back for OWO Super Show in Amory. Uh, Maria and I are going to be in Amory on March 12th. And then on March 19th, we'll be back in Newburn, Tennessee uh, for EIW. Um, we have some more dates coming up. I know we're going to be in Jonesboro coming up soon. Um, we're actually running out of Fridays and Saturday nights, you know, and that's a good thing. So we'll be on the road and be kicking some butt. Hey, you keep mentioning Loaded. the uh... – Grizzlies wrestling night. I actually work with the Grizzlies. I'm one of the team attendants. And oh, cool. I've heard I've heard some rumors of who's going to come out this year. Uh, <laughs> I can share that now. I mean, there are rumors. If yeah, go ahead. Know. Let's see. Uh, Lawler, obviously. Of course. He's always there. Obviously. He shows up during playoff games. Right. Uh, but as of a few weeks ago, Buff Bagwell. Mick nice. Foley. Buff Bagwell was actually scheduled for Ripley, Mississippi on March 11th. So if yeah. if the Grizzlies do get him, he'll have to cancel the Ripley show. Yeah. Uh, Mick Foley has been mentioned. Wow, that'd, that'd be, be nice. And they actually said Bret Hart, but I'm thinking that may have changed now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, possibly. And for those that, that haven't heard, you know, he's – Battling prostate cancer now, and right, and I just man, saw online. You talk about a guy with a, bad luck, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah man. That's... But uh, also being at the Grizzlies games, I was there Halloween night, and I saw the most jacked Robin I have ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can you believe they had the Robin costume with all those muscles on there? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I actually, uh, it was right after the game. I was heading over to the uh, opposing team's locker room because that's what I do after the games. And uh, you and Maria walked right past, and you know, I had to take a double look. I was like, I've never seen Robin that big before. And well, we um, we we went down there. Let's see, what did we do? Um, we're friends with Grizz, so we were out hanging out with Grizz and um, just goofing off, you know, doing something for Halloween. 
And then we had backstage passes, which was really weird to have backstage passes at the, the Grizzlies, but they gave us <laughs> yeah. the backstage thing. We were going to go and have a couple of drinks and, and hang out. And we were lost. We were walking through the locker rooms and everything. We had no idea where we were down there. So we were just like roaming around the Grizzlies locker room like a bunch of crazy people. Yeah, it's my third season. But there, that that was a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to it. Anything else you got coming up? Man, it sounds I, like, I don't know if I can fit yeah, any more yeah. in. <laughs> <laughs> well, where, where but every single Saturday we're on Cerrito Live. So we Cerrito Live is on Sports 56 WHBQ. Of course, you can. Subscribe to the podcast and get it on demand anytime you want. Uh, we get about 30 minutes to 45 minutes or so to talk wrestling. Of course, big shout-out to Kevin Cerrito and a big thank you to him for helping keep wrestling alive uh, on the independent scene right. here in Memphis. He's a huge wrestling fan. Yep. And, and basically, uh, I mean – I'm working we, on getting we, him on the show. Try to, what's that? I'm working on getting him on the show too, on this show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to talk to the guy. Yeah. Um, a quick funny story he let me borrow here recently the Blu-ray for Jerry Lawler's uh, Jerry Lawler's Blu-ray. Well, the last time he let me borrow a DVD was Memphis Heat, and I kept it for like six months. I kept forgetting <laughs> to bring it to him, and he's like, "Hey, Dustin, you gonna bring me my DVD back or what?" I'm like, sure. So I actually met with Lance Russell. He autographed the Memphis Heat DVD, and when I returned it to Kevin Cerrito, I returned it in better condition than what it was. That's amazing. He was surprised to see Lance Russell's autograph on there. That's very nice. But, uh, yeah, every every Saturday we're on Cerrito Live. Uh, this week's going to be 12 o'clock, but we're, he's he's live from 11 to 1. I know they have a big three-hour show coming up, so um, check him out at CerritoLive.com and, and subscribe to that podcast because we talk a lot of good wrestling stuff. And I, I appreciate you guys for having me on, too, because the more we can talk about wrestling, you know, the, the better it is. We're all big fans of it. That's right. That's right. That's why we're here. Um, we usually will save this for the end of the show, and I'll just get yours now, Dustin. Since Dan's not here, we need a third. Um, can you give me your okay. superstar of the week? My superstar of the week. <laughs> I just I made well, up this okay, segment you... so I could play with my mixer. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so first of all, I would like to say that Dustin Five Star is the superstar of the week because, I mean, I walked in on the first <laughs> night – at SPWA in Reamer, Tennessee, first night and won the SPWA Heavyweight Championship. I mean, that's pretty solid, right? Very. That's, that's but deserving on the other of it hand, there. It doesn't get any better than Daniel Bryan. Very good. Very good. I mean, the way that he went out, I'll just say it right now. You guys, everybody complained for years and years about Daniel Bryan this, not getting that push. Why aren't they doing this? Why aren't they doing that? Look at the career the guy had, man. He headlined WrestleMania. Right. He started on the independent scene at, what, 17 years old, uh, wrestling in parking lots, flea markets, Liberty Lands. He traveled the world, lived his dream, headlined WrestleMania, won the WWE Heavyweight Championship, World Heavyweight Championship, had a WrestleMania moment. He, he never lost the Intercontinental title, and then he went out like nobody else could. Right. I mean, he got the edge treatment. Okay. That is solid. Any any Daniel Bryan fan that looks back and, and complains about the way he was booked or the way he was used, you need to look at it from start to finish because he did everything that any of us wrestlers dreamed of doing. And, and uh, on top of all that, you know, he was an extremely good person. And just look what at the work he did with Connor. Oh, oh yeah, 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 man. And – and you know what? It always comes back, but I, I say it each time. I started right here in Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah. That's right. And one of his other anybody accomplishments. Anybody One of his Andy other Memphis. big accomplishments was having uh, Derek and myself in the Occupy Raw and That's Raw right. that night. That's <laughs> what we're connected to Daniel Brown. We, in Memphis. That, yeah. we, 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 were, we were a part of it. We were in it. We were down there on the <laughs> floor. Awesome. My, arm, my, arm, my shoulders are jacked up to this day because I had to do the Yes <laughs> Champ for so damn long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but not, not many guys get to go out like that. Not many guys get to have the career that he had. And I, I hope he's not done with wrestling because it's WWE smart. The guy's young. He can help teach. I mean, he can be an on-screen talent. Why not make him a broadcaster? Right. I mean, there's so yeah. many things that they can do with Daniel Bryan. If he chooses to stay in the business and stay around it, if he loves it like we all think that he does, um, you know, he, he should have a different role in WWE. But for anybody that's listening that complained any about the way that he was booked or how he was used, 
he did everything that any of us wrestlers dreamed of doing. That's right. And to quick so, fantasy book, like, what if uh, Linda McMahon brought him back as the commissioner of the WWE to keep the authority in check or something like that? That would probably, you know, kind of like they did with Mick Foley. Oh, yeah. Oh, the people would go crazy. They'd love it. It would be great. They would love it. Well, Dustin, where yep. can uh, folks find you on social media? At Dustin Star. You can go anywhere you want. You can go on Periscope. You can go on Twitter. You can go on Instagram, Facebook, like the page, over 5,000 likes. Uh, we actually had so many friends on the Facebook, I had to merge it into one of those pages. And then also you can check out Maria. Uh, mine's at Dustin Star with two R's. And then Maria, she's the Maria Star with two R's. And she's on all the social media channels as well. So follow us on those. We like to do some behind-the-scenes footage on, on Periscope. And um, also, I would say check out Five Star Fan Cam on YouTube. Yes, My man yep. Fred Cotto, he not only posts videos of me and Maria and our matches, but he has a lot of rare independent footage from all the local shows. So you should be able to find your favorite wrestler on there as well. I mean, me versus Chris Masters, that match has probably over 60,000 hits on youtube wow. so you get a little bit of everything with him so um and that's on my uh, facebook page as well and it's also on fred cotto's page um he takes a lot of pride in taking those videos he travels a lot of miles yeah. just like the rest of us do and, and he does it because he loves it right so follow, follow us on all those and um keep up to date on what's going on all right well dustin man thanks for coming back on the show dude we love we love getting a chance to talk to you man and you know dustin is I, is very approachable like at nxt I, I got to walk up and i gave him a little too sweet, too sweet. um because that's what i do yeah, now. I, don't, yeah. I don't i don't give fives i give two sweets i don't know because if you're deserving of a too sweet then yeah you know, but you're pretty up there but dustin man was taking sweet. pictures with everybody and you know i didn't get it for some reason i'm stupid and didn't get a picture with him at nxt get so. a picture we'll do one next time <laughs> we will sure. we will so but always a pleasure having you on the show man all right guys thanks man all right talk to you later dustin well, that was our interview with Dustin Five Star. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. This is the Oversell Podcast. Welcome back. Hope you enjoyed that interview with Dustin Five Star. He is one of the best here in Memphis and apparently really, really, really busy. So the fact that we got to sit down and talk to him for 45 minutes oh, yeah. was great. Thank you again, Dustin. Always a class act. Always a class act. Um, we're going to work on getting... Uh, Marie on the show next month, and Kevin Cerrito. I think I'm going to have him come on and help us review WrestleMania. Sweet. Uh, Kevin is an awesome guy. Very cool. Uh, let's do a quick Memphis wrestling moment. We're going to go. Actually, found February 11th, 1980. Let's see. The Iranian Assassin versus Jerry Bryant. Rick Morton versus Buddy Wayne. Rick and Robert Gibson versus Sonny King and Sugar Bear Harris. Sugar Bear Harris, didn't he, he end up becoming Kamala, didn't he? I am not sure. Oh, maybe not. I, I could be wrong. Uh, handsome Jimmy Valet, the boogie woogie man, mercy daddy. We're gonna, he's going to come in here with Paul Ellering, with Jimmy Hart as their manager, and they're going to take on Bill Dundee and Steve Riggle, man, mercy daddy, brother. I've heard that before. And the main event was a grudge tag, tag match, Ken Lucas and Billy Robinson versus the Assassins. That was February 11th, 1980. Ringside, a ringside ticket. Guess how much a t- ringside ticket was? Five bucks. Five dollars. Yes. On the dot. Risers were I'm ready for four. trivia. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. And I think this is it. In last night's wrestling matches at the Mid-South Coliseum, witnessed by 4,236 fans, 4,000 people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rick and Robert Gibson won by disqualification over Sonny King and Sugar Bear Harris, while Ken Lucas and Billy Robinson won in their ma- same manner over the Assassins. Another bout, Steve Regal beat Jerry Bryant, and Ali Hassan and Paul Ellering beat Bill Dundee and handsome Jimmy Valiant, baby. 4,000 people there in the Coliseum. Now it, that's a lot. And actually, back then, that was like an, uh, to me, that was kind of a low week. Yeah, that's a low week. <laughs> and it, but still, 4,000 people at a wrestling show. Let's, uh, as we like to end every episode, because I'm out of stuff to talk about for this week. Yeah, we pretty much covered everything with Dustin. Yeah. Um, next yeah. week, I'm going to talk a lot about, I got a lot of Lucha Underground I want to get off my brain. Um, you know, Bailey uh, had a great match from <laughs> what I hear. I haven't been able to watch NXT yet. All right. Bailey had a great match with Carmella. 
uh, for the NXT Women's Title. We got the Big Dallas Show coming up for NXT. We got uh, next week. We'll be talking about Fastlane. That's the, isn't it? Yeah, no, Fastlane. Well, I guess we'll be talking a little bit about it, but we're not. It's the week after. It's the twenty first. It's not on Valentine's Day. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. We'll be talking, we'll oh, predicting yeah. Yeah. Fastlane that week. Sure, that should be really quick, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, as we like to end every episode, we like to do Superstar of the Week. So, Mike, I ask you, who is your Superstar of the Week? You've got to go Daniel Bryan. I mean, I think that should be everybody's Superstar of the Week. God, I'm reading some of the stuff in the chat room. Uh, these... Read it. We have time. I, I uh, just it's o- it's only George, of course. Um, <laughs> I totally forgot what podcast I was listening to. Those mics, those mics are pretty sensitive. This piss hitting the toilet is loud. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about how WWE is finally developing their women's division, and all of it won't matter thanks to Brie. <laughs> uh, my my one comment I want to say is they better not put the title on Brie Bella just because of Daniel. Of Bryan. Daniel Bryan, yeah. There's, you're finally building up Sasha Banks. You're finally building up Becky Lynch, Charlotte. You got Bailey on the horizon, and you still have Natalia. Who? Exactly. <laughs> so it would be a mistake to put the title on Brie Bella at this time. My superstar of the week, man. You know, I. I we need someone different other than Daniel Bryan and Dustin Starr. They've uh, Dustin, you know, of course, nominated himself right for Superstar of the Week. Daniel Bryan, I think, is a given. <sighs> Give me somebody from NXT. Oh yeah, uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Finn Balor, just because finally getting to see him wrestle live in the entrance. There's, I'm going to all of NXT. I'm just gonna give it to the whole NXT roster because. Um, that show was incredible. The wrestling was there was no promos. It was just wrestling. And Emma was a part of it. And so. Emma Emma in a suit and Asuka. Yeah. She Asuka, Asuka is amazing. The whole show is great. I got my program right here. Finn Balor and Baron Corbin in the main event. Sami Zayn, Samoa Joe, Bailey, Nia Jax, Asuka and Emma, American Alphas versus Blake and Murphy and Billy Kay versus Alexis Bliss and Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano versus Dash and Dawson. It was so much fun. Yeah. And it was just great wrestling. And it, I'm going to give my superstar. I have to give it to the whole NXT roster because I just I can't pick up. You know, I want to say Finn Balor, but then Bailey had an awesome match. And she freaking did a belly-to-bailey suplex on Nia Jax. Sweet. Yeah, Nia Jax is a big <laughs> old girl. And I, this is the first time I got to see Samoa Joe and Sami Zayn wrestle live. That was incredible. Yeah. Samoa Joe, like he he doesn't. I didn't. I thought he was just a big portly dude. He's he's built like a power lifter. He's yeah. built like Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah, he's just a big dude. Yeah, he and he's awesome. He's a great worker. It was so much fun getting to go to that show. So yeah, I'm gonna go whole NXT and roster. Apparently, they will be back at some point. Yes, three year contract. Maybe yeah. I can't wait. You gonna go to the next one? As long as I can get tickets in time. Yeah, well, you better get them like the. <laughs> Second, they Man, go I'm on gonna sale. I'm going to sit online from now until they go on to sale. There you go. Well, folks, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. The easiest way to get to this podcast is subscribing on iTunes. Um, while you're there, leave a five-star review and leave a comment, and that'll help us get this podcast bigger. Be sure to head over to oversellpodcast.com and check out the Amazon link right underneath the main player. Click that link, buy a bunch of stuff on Amazon. There's no extra fees or hidden fees or anything like that. We just get a small commission on anything that is sold through our link, and uh, it helps out this podcast. So buy a bunch of stuff. Buy laptops. Go buy. You need you need six new laptops in your home, and you need to do it through Amazon Podcast. You should have Amazon one in every room. Dot com through oversellpodcast.com. Be sure you're following us on Twitter. We are at Oversell Podcast, Facebook.com slash Oversell Podcast. I am at Shropnuts, S-C-H-R-O-E-P-N-U-T-S. At WolfMike23. You're getting better at this whole Twitter thing. Yeah, I send out one every now and then now. Yeah, I just got to start Buffy conversations (laughs) to get you started. It it, it took Mo to get me going. Yeah. All right, folks, thank you for listening. This is the Oversell Podcast.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 